The Beer Brothers proudly present The Best Of. A podcast about the best of everything. From the mundane to the ridiculous, just three buddies sitting around the card table talking about things that absolutely matter to no one. Professional wrestling managers. That is the topic for this episode of The Best Of. I love when we do the wrestling ones. Wrestling ones are some of my favorite They're fun. We have a lot of people that listen that don't like the wrestling stuff, though, because they don't, you know, they just don't do wrestling. But you know what? I had somebody tell me it's more about the interaction between us when we're all talking about the wrestling is what makes it fun. So I enjoy these as well. We we will make sure that we don't get visited by any, uh, you know, professional wrestlers today uh i thought, I saw, no. I thought I saw dusty Rhodes. dusty Rhodes was outside and uh, i tell you what we need to have him i'm in pretty here. sure i saw him he, he needs to come in for an interview i'm kind of sure that he may not show up in this episode <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm mark uh, i'm chris i'm greg and uh professional wrestling managers managers yeah wrestling wrestling so here's the thing I think that we're going to be in somewhat uh, of agreement on, I think there's one that just kind of stands out. I agree. uh, Over the course of time. I agree too. And his name is Jimmy Hart, but go ahead. He is not the best manager of all time. He is a great manager. I love the the mouth of the South. Absolutely. That's not, that's not who I'm going with, by the way. Yeah. Um, But Greg, why don't you start us? Uh, I think the best manager of all time is Bobby the Brain Heenan. I don't. I, I really agree. don't think it's close. Yep. I, I think there's good managers. He was at a completely different level, and it had so many wrestlers that he represented. And it doesn't get bigger than WrestleMania three w- with Andre the Giant when he went against Hulk Hogan. It just doesn't. And he was so good on the microphone. Absolutely. So Andre the Giant could barely speak English, and. He could barely speak, let alone <laughs> right? English. Uh, and he didn't have to. Was his last name like Romanoff? Andre Ro- uh, Rustamov or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, Heenan was awesome on the mic. Mm-hmm. If you look at who he managed over the course of time, too, mm-hmm. I mean, we got some Mr. Very, Perfect. Yeah, legitimately, you know, uh, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, mm-hmm. uh Obviously, you know, Andre, um, he had some, and of course, you know, when, uh, when Ric Flair came to WWE, (laughs) but I mean, but you're talking about him being good on the Mac, he and Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, I mean, they were, they were great together. Awesome. Doing commentary. They were great. And, uh, you know, Heenan went to, uh, WCW and was hugely successful there as a commentator um, died very young, actually, uh, young-ish, I guess, uh, of cancer. Um, but universally, when you watch some of those wrestling shows that were the behind-the-scenes stuff, he was loved. Everyone loved Heenan. Hmm. Um, but, you know, he could be so hated. I mean, he was, uh, mm-hmm. he was hateable. Who you got? So you're going with Bobby the Brain. I'm going to agree with you on Heenan. I'm going to mention a few others. Sure, yeah, there's other ones to mention for sure. But, but who's he's your number one? He's my number one. Well, I have to tell you, my number one, close number two, is Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. Coming at you, baby. <laughs> but I have to tell you who I think my number one is. I'm going to play you a little intro right. here, okay? 
All right, so, so who wouldn't love a little Percy Pringle? It's yep. Paul Bearer. <laughs> yes, yep. Uh, before he came to WWE, I, I did know him as Percy Pringle, uh, world class championship wrestling in Texas. Fun and fact. fun fact, yep, Percy Pringle was a licensed mortician in real right. life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. That yep. is crazy and spooky. But I got to tell you, when when. We can't call him Percy. What what a terrible name. Right, but that was not his real name, was it? I, I, mean, I don't Paul, know on that. Paul Bearer is a much better name than Percy I think, Pringle. I think he was Percival, not Percy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul Bearer. Not only did he look idiotic, he was entertaining, but that voice was just terrible. But it to- it just brought the whole Undertaker. It created, to me, the Undertaker, the <laughs> whole urn yeah. and the whole... Yeah. Casket match. Who else did he represent? Oh, Kane. Yeah. His brother Kane, mm-hmm. right? So I actually, in preparation of for this episode, I saw a video um, on, on the internet of The Undertaker, and they asked The Undertaker, what was your what would be your Mount Rushmore of of mm-hmm. wrestling managers? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he mentioned Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He mentioned Heenan. He mentioned Oh, there are a couple more on there. Um, and then at the end, they're like, you didn't mention, you know, and Paul Bearer. And he said, well, that's because, in all honesty, the whole mountain should be Paul Bearer. That's wow. how much he loved. Uh, well, his himself. real name is William Moody, by the way. Hmm. So I'm going to throw a couple more at you guys. since since A fun fact. Fun fact, his name was William Moody. <laughs> So I'm gonna throw a We're couple. already hitting honorable mentions. I <laughs> well, you guys are two and one. What about Jim Cornette? Jim uh, Cornette, Louisville's own, right? He would have been my my next one to bring up for sure. Uh, he could have been my number two. Yeah, yeah. His, him and his tennis racket. Amazing on the mic. Mm-hmm. Hateable guy. Absolutely hateable. Um, and you know, with the tennis racket, with interference during matches. Mm-hmm. You know, he managed a couple of different versions of the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, led them to championships. Had the Smoky Mountain Wrestling. That's and right. knows mm-hmm. more about wrestling. Yeah. I would love to truly have him on this show. Sure. For like three hours. And we would just talk about, you know. Just his... say a name and he would speak for yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he is not a fan of Vince Russo, by the way. If you've no, seen. No, uh, absolutely. <laughs> If you've seen any of those uh, what, dark, dark side of dark the ring, side of the ring. Oh, oh yeah. he does not like Vince Russo. No, nope. Mm-mm. All right, I'm gonna throw up another one. I don't know a lot of these guys. Again, my wrestling is limited to you know the '90s. But what about classy Freddie Blassie? Yep, pencil neck geek. That was uh, what classy Freddie Blassie was always famous for saying. He called fans pencil neck geeks, and he carried a cane mm-hmm. mainly because he had to walk with it. Because you know when that's what canes uh, are for, and. Um, Classy Freddie Blassie managed both the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. That's right. And he led the Iron Sheik to the world title when he defeated Bob Backlund in 1984 and held the title for a month before he lost it to Hulk Hogan. But Classy Freddie Blassie was great. I mean, um, he he would definitely be in my top four, 100%. What about if we're just going to start throwing names out now? So we've got me and you, Bobby the Brain. Yep. 
Paul Bear. Paul Bear. We've talked a little bit about, we will need to talk a little bit more about Jimmy Hart, but uh, what about J.J. Dillon? Now, he managed the horsemen. The four horsemen. That's right. I mean, that, that's that's as high as it gets. M- multiple iterations of the horsemen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard horsemen. Right. Then, of course, Barry Windham coming in and Lex Luger. And then even further down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ultra successful. Yeah, I mean, the four horsemen was as good as it got. But yep. in, you yep. know, NWA, WCW. And what about... I mean, you got to mention her. We live in she's Frankfurt. from here. Right. Miss we got to mention Miss Elizabeth. She Agreed. she she started yep. the role of the female. Yeah, the the wrestling manager valet. Yes. Um, married in real life mm-hmm. to Randy Savage, and uh, yeah, she was she was but amazing. Was, who was better, her or Sensational Sherry? Well, in terms of you know like. Actual wrestling, Sherry's, <laughs> yeah. Sherry's Sherry. clearly better. Yeah, right. but uh, in terms of every but, I mean, other Eli- attribute, Elizabeth I would was, say Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth was a different character. Yes. I mean she was she, she was a shy, pretty. Yep. I mean, I mean, didn't have any wrestling. Yep, abilities. She or anything also like created that. that whole thing. I mean, she created the whole Macho Man, Hulk Hogan debacle they had there for a bit. Um, she about fell down and Hulk grabbed her butt. Yeah. It, it happens. That's not great. I mean, it wasn't ideal. I believe yeah. she was, what, a 78 or 79 grad of Franklin County High School. Uh, 78, I believe. Yeah. I believe. Last name is Hewlett, Elizabeth Hewlett. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Sensational Sherry, though. She's the one that got it going for the heartbreak kid. I mean, let's face it. She's the reason that uh, Shawn Michaels got it act together. Well, I'm going to shift gears and mention one of my favorites, as as a kid, Mr. Fuji. Oh yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Mr. Fuji was about him. Uh, a a he was a really good wrestler uh, back in the day. And, I didn't. I don't think I knew he wrestled. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't know that either. And managed uh, a lot of you know really successful tag teams, individual wrestlers, and uh, yeah, I lo- I love Mr. Fuji. He was he was awesome. When did you like Jimmy Hart the best? Because yeah. like we've not talked you, about Jimmy Hart enough. You yet. had to like him when he was with the hammer, right? <laughs> so when when he managed Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake right. and they became the tag team champions, yes. Uh him and Hulk Hogan in real life, super tight. Yeah, still, still seem to be still still. Yeah. <clears throat> still to this day. Um what about when he was with the New World Order? Yeah. Loved him. Yeah, he. Yeah, um, that's your that's your oh, you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was, um, you know, uh, man, he was, he was, he, he was, you, he could agitate. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Oh, His yeah. voice could agitate. Yeah, but you know, he was a singer. You guys know that, right? In the gentries. The gentries. They had yeah. a bit, they had a hit too, and he still gets paid royalties off of that. Hmm. Oh, Talk is that a fun fact? Fun fact. He still gets paid royalties off the song that the gentries had with him, and I'll think of it in a minute. <laughs> so it's. Kind of a fun fact. Right. Right. It's a part. partial it's fun fact. Partial fun fact. We'll partial. have part two here in just a second. What about Paul Heyman? I liked him for what he did in ECW more than I liked him as yeah. a manager. Paulie Dangerously, right? Same dude. Yeah. Is that the same guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I thought ECW in the in the nineties yeah. was fantastic yep. wrestling, and so I, I enjoyed him more as the producer and, and creator of ECW more than I liked him as a manager. He managed uh, Brock um, Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he was good. Uh, I kind of forget about him, but he mm-hmm. was really influential. Mm-hmm. I think we've got our fun fact ready now. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, was part of the Gentries, and their number one hit was Keep On Dancing in 1965. How did that go, Chris? Keep on, keep on, keep on. No, that's the Brady Bunch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we didn't talk, I don't think we talked enough about Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Girls uh, Cap- just want to have fun. Captain Lou, the rock and wrestling connection. The, you the, know, the British Bulldog. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, Captain David Lou. David Boy Smith. And, um, and, his, and his, uh, his, what, brother-in-law? British Bulldog, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, part of the Hart family. Uh, but Captain Lou, you know, he kind of transcended wrestling a little bit. Um, in in eighty five, when the Rock and Wrestling Connection happened, mm-hmm. and, and Cindy Lauper got involved, and you know, um, yeah, he was, you know, he didn't have staying power after that. Though he kind of just faded out yeah. after mm-hmm. that. I always like his shirts with his uh, fifteen rubber bands. Yeah, with his own picture on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you like yourself a lot when you walk around with your shirt with your own face on it. Well, but he's Captain Lou. Well. Fun fact, I'm going to give a shout-out to my brother, Mike, who... Does uh, he walk around with a shirt with his face no, on it? Does he have not. a goatee with but, uh, things in it? But he, uh, you know, he's a big Bengals fan, and the defensive coordinator for the Bengals is uh, Lou Anarumo, Same and thing. he affectionately refers to him as Captain Lou Anarumo right. in, in honor of Lou Albano. So there you go. There's a shout-out to my brother. Beautiful. Yeah. Are we good? Bobby the Brain. He's we, the best. Have we transcended wrestling? Paul Bear, it's my <laughs> son, the Undertaker. Wow, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I kind of like that. Well, boys, I think we're out. And thanks for listening to this week's podcast, The Best Of, presented by The Beer Brothers. The Best Of is available on all formats, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to catch our next episode. You never know what or who will be the best of next. Have a great day, everyone.